Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. And we are here because we really know that everyone has probably been waiting for and wondering why this session wasn't first, but it's important to build on all of the important soft skills before we get into the part of the relationship that causes the most issues and the most blow-ups. And that session is? Sex and intimacy. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this week. So we want to get started because we have a lot of good information to share with you. And we know it's going to help. What is sex perspective? From the simplest definition, there are many definitions and a lot of people, you can Google it or you can go and do some searches out there and you're going to see a lot of different things about it. But we're talking about it for this topic for tonight is we want to lay this groundwork to say it is usually referring to the sexual intercourse part. Um, It's also talking about the fulfillment of sexual pleasure. Yeah, and it's also designed, which is what I think is funny that you read the sexual pleasure part of it. I'm reading the procreation and sex without intimacy part of it because I think that most of the times when you think of it, sex and marriage, it's designed to produce fruit and to procreate. And so it's also understand this. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what are the top reasons for breakups or divorce. And it's also one of the least talked about topics. And the reason why as we talked about it is I think it's because we really don't understand that the Bible doesn't leave any topic unaddressed. It's just a matter of knowing how to apply the biblical principles to what the Bible is saying about this topic. And so those are the things we're going to talk about um, and it's, in, it's, in the sex and in, in just the, the outline. Of it. And it's so important because we if you've gone into the coursework and you looked at it, the things that we have put in there, the information that we are sharing with you guys, We've actually done recordings of, on the podcast about this. We actually had professional sex experts on the show. Um, and that episode is uh, episode 22. If you want to uh, dive a little bit deeper into the topic. It's on your, It's on the course. Yeah. I, I, I embedded it. Um, so when you go to um, reading it, week one where we actually put it in there, we did an interview with um, Dr. Uh, Rachel Ross. Dr. Rachel Ross. And she actually did. She's a sexologist. So she went more into, and I asked her questions about lubrication and age and all those things. So if you want a more deep dive into it, um, that is there. Um, but of course, you know, Psalms of Solomon talks about sex. There's endless scriptures in the Bible that talk about what sex is, but we want to talk about what sex is from um, the perspective of the confines of marriage. The Bible, the Bible says that it's to let the marriage bed be undefiled. Mm-hmm. It's something that God created for marriage. And so we need to not see sex as a bad thing because for me growing up, I had and still have some sexual inhibitions and you always says it makes me blush and and there's a part of me that still is very sexually modest because of the way I was raised. And so those are some of the things that we are gonna talk about and you need to be mindful of when you're interacting with the person you're in a, in a marriage. You know, and, and the, the last two bullets on there that, I, that were really important to me because even during time of us just working with couples and this is usually one of the top reasons that breakups and divorces happen because it had different names. Sometimes it's called adultery. Sometimes it's called lack of commitment. It can have a lot of different many names, but this is one of the top reasons is actually be higher than actually money. 
when believe it or not, when when you look at it. And so that's something that is so important because but the key to it, it is not talked about a lot. That that baffled me because I thought about us in our relationship that when we were even dating, while we may have skirted the topic and, and kind of brushed over it a little bit, we really didn't do a, a, a real serious conversation about it because we had already had preconceived, I think, preconceived ideas about what and we thought it was and experiences about what it was to be sexually, you know, when it comes to relationships. And we were obviously not married at the time. And it can be a very challenging and difficult area when you're dating or you're starting to date to not incorporate having sex into your relationship because it's going, and we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, a little bit later, it's going to blur some of the areas and make things a lot more challenging and a lot more difficult. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about what is sex. But this one, we want to actually give you guys some questions about what is sex, because just like us went in our relationship, when we started, we didn't talk about it because we really weren't taught about it, you know, not from a perspective of a relationship. So we want to kind of prime it a little bit for you guys, because this is something that you can talk about with your spouse. If you've never talked about it, this is to kind of help you and guide you along the conversation so you can get a a whole complete picture about what it is when so you both are on the same page of talking about sex. And, And I think that historically in most cultures, people don't, I always say, whatever you don't talk out, you're going to act out. But unfortunately, we act out sex without ever talking about it. So therefore, we hit and miss really both people enjoying it because it is something that, like you talked about, it's for it's for pleasure, it's for enjoyment, it's for making you know creating other people, other <laughs> humans. But a part of it is that how can something that has such a major impact not be something that we talk about. And so I think that it's something as parents and even as couples, it's something we need to begin to talk about and talk about what, you know, what you like and what you don't like and versus shutting down. Mm -hmm. And so it's something we should talk about. Um, I I love this part where it talks about where did you learn about sex? We were talking about this earlier where in some of the people in, in the class or in the session, maybe a little bit younger, a little bit older, but when I was going through school, we had sex education. Well, see, I, mine was called PE, you know, <laughs> even I mean, not PE. It was called uh, health education. Yes. They didn't they were skirted around it about talking about sex because it was kind of encompassed it from a biological perspective. And they showed some some videos back in the day that about sexually transmitted diseases. And it totally I think it was almost like fear factory totally it scared was. you away from some of those things of. I guess it was their way of saying abstinence was the way to do it because they, when you start seeing the videos of what sexually transmitted diseases look like and what it can do to your, your private area, it, yeah, it, it literally would stop you in your tracks. So, and I think a lot of people may have had different experiences like Renee was talking about where she actually had sex education. Yeah. And the sex education that we had was really more so, I remember our PE teacher asking us all, he said, how many of you guys want to marry a virgin? And all the boys raised their hands. And he said, how many of you guys are having sex? The same guys raised their hands. And he explained to them that you're having sex with someone else's virgin. Now, and I did not go to a Christian school. I went to Detroit public school. But it's just a matter of those values being 
communicated to us very early that you have to make sure that if you want to marry a virgin, that you should not be having sex. He also talked about the greatest form of birth control was abstinence. The only way you could not get pregnant is by not having sex. And so those things were taught and those things were explained to me very early. So if I had to say where I learned about sex, I learned about sex in high school because my mother never talked to me. Mm -hmm. They just said, don't do it. They never talked to us about sex. And I hate to say it, one of the other areas that where I learned about sex was at the barbershop, unfortunately, with with the guys at old school, you go to the barbershop and you got these older guys standing around talking about it. So imagine if you're a younger person and you hear these types of conversations, it's going to start messing with your mind about having a proper perspective about what sex is. And then as you get older, if you don't get new information or or assimilate new information into your life, you could be going into your relationships with some of the hangups of some of the totally wrong error information and expectations. We call them sexpectations into your relationships and totally starting from a, a position of deficiency. Yeah. And I love what you said, you know, have you talked to your spouse about your sexual history? It's important that you talk about it because um, one of the biggest issues that we have talked about expectations is that we're com- the comparison trap. You have to be careful that if you haven't talked to your spouse about, and even when you're, before you start having sex, you need to start having those conversations about what's okay for you, what's not okay for you, which are, because if you talk about it, it makes it easier for you to have a plan of action before it happens. Um, and like for us, we believe that sex is for marriage and it's for marriage for a reason. And we'll go more into that. But yes, it's important as couples that you talk about it. If you are married, you've been married for a long time. No matter how long you've been married, you still should talk about what you want, what you need, because those needs change. Absolutely. And so that's an important part of the um, what is sex as far as for you, the questions you should be asking each other. You know, and when you talk about it from the, from your, with your sexual, your sexual background or your sexual history with your partner, it's important because it can give you indicators of why things are the way they are. You know, there are things that happened to me in my younger childhood life that kind of impacted our sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of years, I had no reason, no understanding of why was I the certain way, the way I was, you know, and after talking about it and we talking and discussing, mm-hmm. it kind of came out and it was like, wow. That explains why. That so explains every what has a why, but you got to take the time with empathy and um, to understand that there's reasons why people are. And I think sometimes um, men, because of the way God wired them, can be more sexual. But a part of that empathy and the reason why we want to talk about salvation and we want to talk about empathy first is because it helps you to kind of put yourself in the shoes of the other person, which Absolutely, makes yeah. sex more than just it makes it more than just sex. It makes it making love. And we didn't write that on here, but, you know, lots of people have sex, but very few people will make love. And so we'll get to that later on as well. God has room and grace for the every scenario. The ideal is the what God wants, but God knows that there's going to be exceptions to that. So the way that God protects us is by telling us that sex is reserved for marriage and it's for our protection, it's for to protect someone else because a, a child could be born and it's for our safety because when you get into this role of becoming sexually active, you open yourself up for other things like rape or abuse. And so it's really important that we reserve and we maintain our sexual purity 
for marriage. And if you are already married and if you're an adult, it's important that we teach that to to the next generation. You know, and when you talk about it from your protection, I, I love the scripture that we put here for you because giving honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. And that's in Hebrews chapter 13. And, and that protection guards, God will place a boundary in a, a not a boundary, but put a, pro, a protection. Pro, protection, a hedge of protection, protection around things that he has prioritized and he has prioritized marriage and he puts that in place for our protection and our safety. And I love this part where it talks about it creates oneness. You know, Renee kind of mentioned it just a second ago. Trust is one thing that will come out of the sexual relationship when it's done in proper context inside of the boundaries of a marriage relationship, because that's where that oneness starts to develop and starts to grow. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I always talk about, because I, this is something I, I learned later, was that um, sex, I believe, is the mystery of marriage. I believe that God gave us sex in the marriage relationship because sex makes our relationship unique, makes it different from all the other relationships. And so that oneness is not just the actual physical act, it's the it's the commitment, it's the communication, it's the trust, it's all those other things that create oneness. And it creates and it solidifies the bond that you have with your spouse. You know, and when you think about the history that you may have had prior to when it done, when it's done in a different framework that we talk about, even during these discussions, it's going to take on a whole different meaning and a whole different viewpoint, because now you're doing it in a proper formation of way God has designed it to work inside the boundaries of the relationship and while we know sex is the physical act, intimacy is the actual connection. You know, sometimes which comes first, sex or intimacy? You can think about your past relationships and things that, uh, that you've had in the past. Which came first? Were you sexually active and it was void of intimacy? Or did you spend time getting to know this person and having intimacy and it enhance the sexual side. And the thing is, is that while intimacy produces a connection, sex can break the connection because sex affects the way you see the other person. And so that's why God deserved it. And he reserved it for marriage for a reason. It's it's what keeps us connected. And I think it's so great about the intimacy part. If you had sexual relationships prior to your marriage or your marriage bond, this is why it may have seemed kind of shallow and kind of hollow because you can have go through the physical act of going through the motions of having sex with someone. But then if you feel empty or you feel void, that is an indicator that it lacked intimacy. And even now, unfortunately, we've worked with couples that they lack the intimacy now in their relationship because they have that they don't have a connection, but they may still be going through the motions. And sometimes they share that information with us. And that's the indicator for us that this is what we need to do. Start focusing and working on the intimacy. And then you'll see it develops the sexual relationship. And so this is where we're going to go into the other part of it um, is sex. Can you live without it? So can you live without sex? Um, Sex is what makes us unique. And again, I, I said it, and it's, it's understanding that sex, unlike the other, the relationship that we have in our relationship with our spouse is our only legitimate source of intimacy and sex. And so you can live without sex because if you've ever had a baby or if you've ever been ill or keep living and you get older, you can live without sex, but you cannot live without 
intimacy. We need to understand that intimacy is what we should be striving for because intimacy is what is going to last. Um, and it says that it keeps them coming back. I had to ask her, you know, when, she, when she put this down, I was like, keep her coming back. Well, sometimes it keeps her coming back. Yeah. She said, keep him coming back. Well, this, it can keep you coming back too. It does. But, 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 she, did, but she explained it to me and she'll share with you now. And I was like, okay, this is a little, now I get it. Um, because initially, because men are more sexual and women are more intimacy driven. Um, I really believe that God created men with a sex drive. So when they go out hunting and they had to go away, what brought them back was their desire for sex. And so if we continue to withhold, then we open them up to search. And so it's, it's, it's twofold. God created them sexual and there's nothing we're going to do to change that. And so it's just our responsibility and it's our role as health mates and wives to understand that that's the way they're wired. And when they come back, to be prepared to love on each other. And I, it talks about increased grace. I mentioned that already a little bit about the increasing the grace side. I think about our relationship where when we first started, and, and I'm going to kind of open up to you guys and be hot and be honest, open and transparent mm-hmm. with you guys. We were engaging in a sexual relationship before we were married. But even in that context, the reason why I put this as far as increased grace Just like I mentioned, there are things that happened in my prior life that impacted my present relationship. This is where the grace kicks in. This is where the grace came in because now we are married. So I had that history that actually happened in my life. Now I'm with someone that I'm committed to and I'm in love with. And I needed grace during that time because there was things that I didn't understand and things that I didn't know that I wanted to kind of figure out. And that's where she gave me grace to understand that as I'm going through the struggles, this is where it helped me come open and that develop and enhance the intimacy. And that was, we're gonna talk a little bit about intimacy here in the set, but that was a catalyst for the intimacy that developed in our relationship. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I believe that it helps to increase grace, because I believe that when you have sex with someone, you are no longer objective. So sex has a way of keeping you from seeing the person the way that they are. And so if you're going to be with someone for the rest of your life, that's why I say I believe that sex is the mystery of marriage. Because if you're going to be with someone for the rest of their life, you don't need to see them exactly the way they are. You need to see them through the lens of grace so that you can give empathy and grace to that other person. Because just like he, I, 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 he, I extended grace to Gil, he also extended grace to me as far as my shyness and as far as when we were, you know, when you're having a baby, I mean, yes, you can, you know, but at certain points in your pregnancy, you're going to get to the point where your body is just, that's not something you want to do, but he extended grace to me. So that's why if you build your relationship on intimacy, when sex is not um, available or when sex is not um, a part of the the narrative, you have something that's going to seven and just read the passage six through 12. And that will tell you and show you how he has designed it for our actual enjoyment and pleasure. And so it's important that we understand that um, you can live without sex, but you can't live without enjoyment and pleasure. And then the last point that we talk about it here on this slide was talks about it from enjoyment and pleasure. We cannot forget about that. And, and God actually addressed it and Renee kind of mentioned it already in the book of Songs of Solomon. Solomon. If you don't think God understands that or yeah, wants you to it. enjoy Songs book. of Solomon, 
the questions were great. We hope you are actually been doing them in the book. Yes, through the workbook. They they are designed. Good work, good work. <laughs> but this is an intimacy checkup that you can do right now with your spouse, and and you don't have to do it right now and go through each one. But th- let's do them from your self perspective here. How do you actually define intimacy? Not based on well, you can base it on the things that we shared with you tonight. But prior to this, how did you define intimacy and share that with each other? Because that is where it's going to start when you start communicating and it's going to feel weird. Let's just say, especially for us fellas, us guys, that third bullet right there. Can I be vulnerable with my spouse or my partner? Sometimes some guys, we may not even know what that means. A simple way of thinking about it is if you know you have a weakness and us men, we know what our weaknesses are. Can I share that with my spouse without fear of rejection or reprisal or whatever it may be that's going to be negative feeling towards myself? That is one indicator that this is what you can start working on and start asking yourself. This is the things that when it comes to a checkup, you have to start doing the work yourself. And it's important that you understand that sometimes we have a hard time trusting because we don't trust ourselves. And so we have to learn to trust God and trust ourselves so that we then can trust other people. And a part of being vulnerable, I think that, you know, if you think about with pride, pride is another big obstacle to being vulnerable. And so if we're struggling with being vulnerable, then we might be still struggling with pride because really, if you think about it, if you realize that we are nothing but a vapor and that everything about us that's good and great comes from God, how could someone humiliate you when really who you are is in Christ? Mm-hmm. And so a part of it is the, the mindset that we have as we approach, what does it mean to be vulnerable? Because the more vulnerable we are, the more honest we are, the more transparent we are, the better we're going to get to know each other. And one of the things that I can say for Gil and I is even being young and unsaved and not knowing the Lord, we did understand the importance of that. Being honest, honesty is the best policy. You don't have to worry about regret and shame when you're honest. Um, one of the things you know, we talked about is understanding that there are going to be things that have happened in our past that we're going to have to just forgive ourselves for. And we have to be able to forgive other people for because being vulnerable is a very important part of being intimate and also really getting developing your your love making your love life. And the last bullet here is, do I feel like I'm heard and understood by my spouse or partner? If the answer is no or not all the time or sometimes or not consistently, well, that is an indicator of communication. Also, maybe you're not communicating it effectively or actually saying what actually is going on. Um, Sometimes we tend to focus more on the symptom of what's going on than the actual root cause of what's going on. So when you feel like you're not being understood, that may be time for you to elaborate a little bit more about how you feel and what's going on internally so your spouse can understand, can exercise some of the grace and some of the things that you need to help you build towards intimacy. Because we have to remember the ultimate goal we want to do in our relationships is not only build on intimacy, but continue to build on it. No matter how long you've been together, it only gets better over time. And if you work at it, if you work at it, and you said it, if you work at it, if you practice it, if you cultivate it, if you work at it, this is work. And we've heard from some, some of the other attendees in the session that 
it's challenging. We understand it. We we've been through it. We yeah, and we go. We're not it. just. We didn't just put this together. And, and it's still it challenging together. to us, even when we read it and write it. It's challenging. And I think that the things that make us grow the most are going to challenge us. They're going to make us uncomfortable. And, and it's important to understand. If you notice that, like you know, with these questions, if you feel like you're not being heard, not that it's the other person. How can we, we want to approach everything that we approach from? Well, maybe I'm not being understood because maybe I'm not being heard because am I, do I really know what I need? And to think that someone is going to know what you need and you can't really accurately articulate it, that is a me problem. It's not, it wasn't Gil's job to be able to read my mind. It was my responsibility to get to the point that I could communicate with him in a way that I was clear on what I needed and not what he needed to change. And that was one of the big things we really learned early. I, the Lord really taught me early was it, when I changed, everybody around me changed. The only kind of control he gave me was control over myself. So as I learned to really think about, well, maybe he's not getting me. Maybe it's me not sharing it the right way, the way he understands it. And so if we approach it that way, we're going to see a lot more growth. We're going to see a lot more maturity. We're going to see a lot more intimacy. And we're going to see a lot more sex and making love in our relationship because that's what we want to get to. Not that that's the only thing, but that is like, again, it's what makes our marriage with our spouse unique. And so we want to make sure that we are developing and doing the work and cultivating. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them.